Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cyclone Sundays with Ben Bruns, powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. From the Channel Seat Studios, this is IOI Everywhere. Welcome into the Channel Seed Studios, Cyclone Sunday, presented by Keller Manufacturing. I'm Aiden Wyatt, joined by Ben Bruns. Iowa State picks up a win in Cincinnati, 30-10. to 10. Before we get into things, I think I need to get your take on the, uh, the unofficial chili bowl. Where do you sit <laughs> with cinnamon rolls and chili? Yeah, so, so I've had, um, I, I was in Columbus, Ohio for uh, more than two years working on a project. My team had a big uh, hospital project there. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think Cincinnati chili is good. Um, however, uh, I, I'm a cinnamon roll guy with chili. It was on the plate when I was in high school uh, and, 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 you know, elementary. Um, I know it's weird. I know hassle. He can't get his head around it. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, I, I just think I, I'm not necessarily a dipper, but I like the contrast of, of, uh, you know, sweet and savory. Um, and I personally like traditional chili with a cinnamon roll better than Cincinnati chili. How about you? I haven't, I'm not a chili guy at all. So just give me a cinnamon roll. <laughs> <on your mouth. laughs> I love it. All right. Let's dive into things. Uh, what did you like? Do you like cinnamon rolls yesterday? though? I, I love cinnamon rolls and okay. I'm not going to pretend that I had never heard of it, but we had never had it as a meal. Like while I was in high school and my mom was like, are you sure you didn't have that? I'm like, I would have remembered having a cinnamon roll for lunch a time or two in my day, Yeah, you know? All right. Should we get to the serious Let's the do it. stuff here? Sounds good. Young team walks into Cincinnati and this offense looked real good yesterday. what do you think? Yeah. I, I just am floored by how, uh, you know, this team continues to grow. I think, you know, um, let, let's back the bus up for a second and talk about, you know, some of the, some of the thoughts that have been out there for a couple of years, you know, there, there've been some disappointment, uh, in, in Iowa state, uh, for a, a period of time. And the disappointment was that, you know, doing the little things well was not something that we were doing. And, 
um, you know, this team has found a way to do all the little things well. This is the best special teams that I think we've seen uh, in Matt Campbell's era. Um, it, you know, the the fake field goal uh, yesterday, that execution, it's not just to do it, but it's to do it and execute it uh, really flawlessly. It was wide open and, and uh, you know, do it without fear. I think, um, you know, drawing uh, Cincinnati offsides in a critical situation, fourth down uh, late in the game, um, is another example of just discipline that translates into success. And, you know, as as this offense grows up and, and you know, the coaching staff figures out how to tweak things to play to the strengths of the of the players, uh, which they've done over the course of the last couple of weeks, um, the defense, you know, really fitting much better, filling space better than we had seen early in the year. Um, young guys like McDonough, um, you know, like just just changing uh, um, changing the game. I'm sorry, McLaughlin, um, changing you know just how they how they fit into into space and make plays. And it's like, um, you know, I am I am beyond impressed with, and we look. We, when the season started, we knew that we were going to have a football team. The question was just the defense wasn't quite what we were used to seeing, like missing some fits uh, in the run game. Every now and again, a guy gets opened, uh, you know, on a deep ball, which wasn't something we'd seen. And then the offense just wasn't consistent, right? Um, and and now, um, and particularly uh, limited in the offensive line play, we saw a physical play. Right. But not fitting into run fits consistently. And so inconsistent uh, outcomes right now, if Iowa State has a has a messed up run play, we still gain two yards. Right. That is a huge difference from a four yard loss because, you know, you you uh, you whiff on a pitch. And um, I give a lot of credit to what the staff has done in terms of uh, both assignments and, and changing the scheme. But also, uh, you know, the kids growing up and, and playing uh, good football and, and um, some changes in the lineup, too. Yeah, I think we need to credit the coaching staff as well, just in terms of the first three games or so. You know, they tried to stick to the system that they had in place and they had to t- take a real long look in the mirror after losing to Ohio and kind of realize what this team's strengths are. Yeah, for sure. You know, Iowa State was trying to uh, do zone blocking almost exclusively. Uh, and, and, you know, we were really struggling to to get uh, guys to their landmarks, right? We were struggling. If you're running to the right, you got to get your head to the right and, and you got to get on that spot. And, you know, we just weren't able to to hit those landmarks in order to distort the defense and create opportunity to, to get vertical. Here's the other thing. It is harder, in my opinion, to run zone against a two-gap player than it is to run it against a one-gap player, right? Zone was super effective when defenses all had a specific gap. Well, Iowa State and others have created this world where uh, guys are two-gapping all the time, right? Where, you know, a a defensive lineman, if you're playing a three-man front, um, they have some license. You don't necessarily know what gap they're going to play in. And uh, if the ball's going backside, they can shed and and go there. And so, you know, uh, it used to be 10 years ago that a guy would just play heavy in a specific gap. And if you tried to reach him, he's going to widen. That's not the case as much anymore. So what Iowa State has done, they're pulling the backside guard or tackle 
depending on who's covered and and uh, blocking everybody else down. So it's a power scheme, but Iowa State, instead of pulling the guard up in to block the front side linebacker, is using the guard or tackle to block the defensive end. So taking a big guy, putting him on a big guy. And then uh, the tight ends on the on the play side, along with the, the tackle, guard, center, are all blocking back. And so they're getting good double team angles. They don't have to worry about a guy being a two-gap guy because you, you've, you're, when you're blocking back, you don't have to try and uh, solo somebody reaching, right? If he goes inside, great. That's good for me, right? Because now I just wash him down inside and, and away we go. If he stays outside, that's what I'm expecting. And I've got help from the outside. And we both have leverage on that on that block because it's much more vertical, right? You, you, you aren't trying to reach somebody. You're trying to drive them up and in. And so um, that, that action has created a um you know much more defined running lane for the running backs now it it makes it easier to identify for the defense where the ball is is going right so as soon as that guard pulls everybody knows okay run look this way but iowa state is doing this over and over and over again including on play action pass where you can't tell the difference right and so the defensive front is getting run look the entire time and, and the other thing that Iowa State is doing with it is using quarterback run, whether, you know, Rocco goes backside, right? So he peels out after he hands it off and it, it's like a bootleg look. Uh, and we're throwing bootleg off of that at times as well. Or um, he's going play side, but he's going to the outside of the formation. So what that does is it forces that defensive end to stay wide, forces the outside linebackers to stay wide or the, or the, um, or the alley player, right? Uh, if you're playing against a cover four look, that uh, that safety has to stay wide, um, and it really puts pressure on uh, on a lot of the defense. If if number one, um, you can get movement at the point of attack, which Iowa State is is doing now, uh, and and two, your quarterback can be a threat to actually run it some. And I think that was a huge evolution. We were talking before the broadcast started here, um, you know you said it was super noticeable about how much Rocco kept the ball. Um, and there were a couple of design runs in that mix too. There was uh, a, a uh, power quarterback power lead um, where, you know, we, we actually uh, let up with the running back uh, in the first two series of the game. Um, and, and it was totally designed uh, uh, run game. Arlen Harris was the running back when uh, when we did that. But the option game, um, you know, that speed option look that we're doing, plus then this mesh option uh, off of the um, off of the power, and then all the passing game that's built into that uh, power action has really opened things up uh, for Iowa State. I have a kind of – I want to get your thoughts on this. I think Rocco Becht has graduated – from the don't make mistakes kind of guy. I think now the coaching staff is all right, all right, go make a play, big fella. Let's see what you got. And we're taking a little more chances with them now, I think. Well, and I think, you know, when you look at the day Higgins had, right, um, 172 yards, uh, that was the thing that I imagined we we would have earlier in the year. Um, And it's okay, right? It's okay that these kinds of things sometimes take time. And it's also okay that, it had to be opened up by 
the run game starting to be effective and and find our way and then play action and then all of a sudden double moves work right um and you know think back to earlier in the season when you know we all felt like we we're beating our head against the wall running the football um that 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 helped position this team to where we are today and you know i i, I think um it also gave Rocco time to get comfortable and grow up and, you know, just, um, just become, become a, a playmaker. Right. And, uh, uh, this team, it's clear there's a ton of mojo, right. And, um, look what's ahead of them. Right. So I pulled up the big 12 standings this morning. Guess what? Hey, it looked- don't look now. Don't look now. Iowa State controls their own destiny of the Big 12 title game. Just saying. It it looked eerily familiar, right, to what we were used to seeing a couple years ago. And, man, what a great opportunity uh, to, to be in where Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas, right? Okay, there we go. And, uh, you know, we've got some huge opportunities in front of us. We've got um, – a week to get healed up and a week to work on some things and a week to scout ourselves, because I think that's super important with what Iowa state is doing right now. We've got to scout ourselves and see what our tendencies are because in the second half of this season with what we're doing well, and what we're doing better now, um, teams are going to pick up on our tendencies and they are going to try and, uh, you know, uh, game plan that. Um, so this is really important. You're getting good at something. Okay. Evaluate it. Figure out what wrinkles you need to be able to counterpunch when somebody, you know, um, slips your jab, you know? So how do you feel about Iowa State's bye week? You know, they're playing good football right now. Do you like getting that chance to kind of catch your breath a little bit? Or would you rather keep playing and stay hot? Yeah, I, I really I really like it. Um, you know, and, and I obviously there's different schools of thought, but um, this this team has a good feeling. Right. They they understand what they're wanting to accomplish, but they're still missed assignments places. They're still you know, there's still mistakes, different spots. There's still guys that are beat up and not quite as healthy as they could be. There's still an opportunity for some additional depth, um, you know, with Remsburg coming back. Um, you know, he needs some time to work into the mix. Uh, and I'm not saying that he is going to play a lot this season. Right. Um, you know, that's to be determined that that. Um, you know, something that will take um, time to figure out. But all of a sudden, now you've got more depth, qual- really quality depth than what you had uh, before. And, um, y- you know, finding reps and opportunities for those guys without the pressure of a game uh, is a big deal. I think it's important too. you know, staffs like time like this to get out and recruit. And you want to recruit when you're hot. Right. Especially with the early signing period that we're that we have these days. Um, so I think this is a super important time for Iowa State to to have a break. And I um I, I think uh I think everybody should feel really good about this football program right now. And I and I think everybody should feel like we have an absolute chance to play for a Big 12 championship. And you know, um but man, you got to just, you got to just keep doing all the little things right, you know? And uh, that's what I love about this team. I love this football team. Something about 
fall in love with the process, process, love you back. I don't know. Something about it. Somebody said that once. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's good. All right. Let's flip to the defensive side of things. We were talking beforehand. These defensive backs, man. Great game yesterday. (laughs) I just think, um, you know, uh, TJ being able to step underneath that thing and, and pick it off early uh, in the game, um, you know, Cooper and, and Verdon both just being uh, absolute animals uh, in, in terms of how they hit and, and show up. Um, and then, you know, Cooper uh, with, with his ball skills, um, you know, it's just, it's really impressive. But the other thing that was impressive to me was as guys were subbing in um, their, there are more guys playing good football, you know, um, when Cooper goes out, we don't drop off like we did before. Um, and you know, that's not because there's somebody different there. It's because the guys that are there are, are learning the system and learning how to play and learning where to show up and, um, and, and learning how to run fit. And I think, you know, I thought it was a very interesting way that the second half started, uh, that, you know, Cincinnati came out and just ran it and ran it and ran it. And they had a lot of success, um, you know, at the beginning of the second half. And then they sort of strayed from that, right? They, they, um, got into the red zone and, uh, started throwing a little bit. Um, I think people get irritated playing Iowa's defense, right? Because it's just so, it's so stubborn in not letting you have anything deep, deep down the field. Iowa state's defense does something similar. Just, it just defends underneath differently. And, um, if you get behind the chains against Iowa State, you're going to be in trouble um, because Iowa State's not going to let you have anything deep. The middle coverage is really good. And, you know, with that uh, pass package that we keep bringing in with Lovett uh, in the middle where he's spying the quarterback, um, we can rush the passer and and contain the quarterback run. So um, it's no surprise that um, – that this defensive staff has figured out a way to, you know, uh, dramatically um, and continually improve this season. And, uh, you know, Hecock uh, is, um, he's, he's so good with discipline. He's so good with, you know, the, the um, teaching the game, right? These guys understand what the offense is trying to do. And, and, you know, um, Coach Rashid uh, can, I mean, I, I've seen a bunch of D-line coaches. I have not seen a D-line coach that uh, gets more out of his guys than Eli Rashid. I just haven't seen it. Um, those guys just keep turning up the dial. And, uh, you know, it's so fun. Let's take a step back before we get out of here. I just want to talk about the entire team in general. When we mm-hmm. Weeks one, two, and three, you know, we talked about is a young team and there's one thing that a young team can do that's improve and man we have seen so much improvement just in the last three weeks i feel like i totally agree i mean look look what tcu went and did to byu mm-hmm. just just railroaded them right okie state goes and wins right um you know we we didn't play bad competition and just skated by right we played good competition and and won because we kept improving. And, you know, um, like these tight ends, 
it's like night and day difference uh, now. And, and having Steve O'Klotz back helps a lot, right? Steve-O, you know, is is one of the better blockers that Iowa State has. Um, and he's become and he's super- he's out there playing like Randy Moss. Yeah, super slippery, right? So um, because he's such a run-focused guy, right? He comes in, he's in motion, he, he uh, or uh, and then he blocks down and bangs a guy. You know, it's like... Um, teams do not expect him to be the one who's slipping out and, and making plays. And, you know, I, I think um, uh, Bramer's just going to continue to be a better and better target. Um, you know, both of the other guys had opportunities at catches too. So it's like, um, I, I just, I admire uh, the, the grit that this team has shown uh, in the face of adversity, you know, um, after that Ohio game, um, it was it was a pretty frustrating moment in time, right? And you and you go you go play uh, um, go play Oklahoma and you know get beat handily, but in in those games we were growing, right? We were learning about ourselves. We were figuring out what it is that we need to do differently and better, and you know. Um, if you stand still, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be dead. And, you know, I think the lesson of this season from my mind uh, is that, you know, we are in drive uh, and, you know, we're not always going to go exactly the right way because we got a bunch of young guys and, and they're figuring it out, but um, there is talent on this football team. They play together. Um, this coaching staff has innovated and adapted to their strengths and um and they're and they're having fun you know and they're having fun and i i just think um you know this this thing this whole thing feels a ton i said said it before it feels a ton to me like matt's second season you know where uh we all got to know each other in year one and got a little frustrated and then and then year two was like hey let's go do this and and let's surprise some people and let's you know show everybody what iowa state football is but I think the thing that's different about this is the league is in a position and we've had so much success where you never know what could come out of this thing this year. And if you don't think for a second that that game against Texas, you know, coming up, if you do, you know, take care of your business, right. Um, you got it. You got a shot. Um, but it doesn't matter if you lose two weeks from now, right. It doesn't matter if you lose the week after that. So Enjoy the games for what they are. Go get them one at a time and, and have some fun. I love it. That's a good place to stop here. Uh, this was fun. It's a lot more fun to talk about a winning team than it is after losing to Ohio or something. It, it's uh, this, this imagine Iowa State with an offensive line that is going to just savagely beat people. Um, I think that's where we're headed, and I really like it. I'm with you. All right. That's all we have time for. Ben, thank you for your time as always. We now send it to our channel season of the week, Joe Hora. Okay, we now welcome into the Channel Seed Studios, my man Joe Hora. This is Cyclone Sunday presented by Keller Manufacturing. Joe, before we get into things, I think people need to talk about you're 3-0 and on Cyclone Sundays. I know. Were you, were you the answer for Iowa State? I, I must be. Um, and actually, I think... Uh... Um, Iowa fans should be pretty happy too. It seems to be whenever I'm doing this, they, they do a good job too. Oh, so true. yeah, just got watch. I just got to watch 
pull off a 12 to six win, which is sure Iowa fashion. Disgusting. Anyway, how do you feel about Iowa State's win over Cincinnati today? Yeah, I mean, 30 to 10. Um, it was nice to have a second half where we're not stressed out and you can kind of enjoy the game. And um, I think we, I mean, get through that mid third quarter, we kind of took control of the game. And I, we even had some missed opportunities in the red zone for touchdowns. But uh, yeah, we, we, I think from the start to the, to the end, we, we had a good game plan going into it. And we executed, I think even Matt Campbell, you know, on his, his press conference, that's what he said to be executed, what the plan was. And so really exciting to see guys like Higgins um, come out with, you know, 175 yards receiving and, and really kind of shows you that big play opportunity. But what I like about it most is um, when you got a quarterback with Rocco kind of trusting his, you know, big number one receiver Higgins, I, I kind of look back at like some of the other number one receivers we've had. I think it's nice to have that confidence when we, we've got guys like Higgins, Noel, and, and, and Bramer now as, as some true weapons. So um, really, really enjoyable game. So aside, you mentioned Higgins already. Aside from him, who kind of stuck out to you today since he's kind of the obvious answer there? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of look at, you know, it was more even last game, but Zach Lovett, you know, he, he doesn't play a lot. Um, on on defense, but he's always that third down or second or third down spy. And he did a great job. You know, they, they had a really athletic quarterback, and uh, he doesn't have probably the uh, you know eye popping stats. But Zach, whenever he's in the game, um, good things are happening. Uh, and you know, he's a transfer from Missouri. I think he's got a, a long you know opportunity to continue to play a lot of, a lot of snaps. And so I, I give him a shout out. But um, I mean, you, you got to look at the secondary. I mean, we did a, a phenomenal job. TJ Tampa. You know, he locked down their number one receiver, zero receptions for that for that guy who was coming in with, I think, second in the Big 12 for for receiving yards um, per game. So TJ Tampa, I think, is proving that he's probably a first round draft pick. So um, those would be my uh, your unknown uh, call outs. There you go. I would say heads into their bye week next week. Three and one in Big 12 play. Uh, I don't think anyone saw this coming, but. How do you feel right now about Cyclones? You know, yeah, we're, we're tied for second. Um, you know, what's what's kind of interesting watching all these other Big 12 games and, and you see Oklahoma State and Kansas, I mean, very competitive. K-State, Texas Tech. I mean, again, K-State is, I think, good, but I don't know if they're quite as good as advertised. Um, Baylor's going to be down. Um, they've got some issues internally and and uh, really surprising. I kind of thought they were going to be a, a sleeper to be, you know, a, a top three in the Big 12 this year. So, um Besides Texas, right, and we, at least we get Texas at home, I think we'll be competitive in every single game. And I think we can be competitive with Texas, um, but talent level-wise, I think we're, we're going to be able to match up against every other team. And, and hopefully Texas, we can out-scheme them and, and be competitive and, and have an opportunity to win in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, if we can get six, seven wins for a year like this, the way we started, I'll, I'll take it. So, um, been a, been a nice, uh, the last three weeks, been a nice, nice little turnaround. Absolutely. Joe, thanks for your time. Hopefully we'll be here again in two weeks recapping another Iowa State win. You seem to be the lucky charm. So we'll awesome. see you next time on Cyclone Sunday presented by Kellerman Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.